You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. All right, so maybe there's a little, there's a little like pre-weekend radio, you know. There's some, there's some gremlins out there on the board, on the, on the side of Carl, like Carlin's away from his own show and he's got issues. Oh, oh, Peter, I don't know what that was. Uh oh, uh oh, uh. I don't know. I can't do it that as was, well. That, yeah. that, I mean, you're dancing. That people can't see that you're doing the Beyonce, you know, crazy and love dance. But Peter Burns. Checking in from Charlotte. I'm Randy Scott. We're in for the guys that's canting Carlin ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You had something similar on, on your SiriusXM show today. I, I did. So we were going to talk about what had happened with Alabama baseball. They got rid of their manager or their, their head coach because of some gambling allegations. I know ESPN's been on top of this story. And then like this morning, legitimately, Randy, we start trying to play the highlight on my SiriusXM show. Like, all right, give me the highlight. Al- Alabama baseball over Vanderbilt baseball crickets all right let's rewrap this let's try it one more time crickets third time we had to go six times we finally got it and i think there's something in the water as well i think we're all having this anthony davis type moment today as we bring it and we segue it back That's in so the good. fact in the fact of i caught our three of Keyshawn, j will and max this morning and key's not even in his chair he's he's nowhere to be found i think people have just phoned it in they felt like they had good game one type performances they don't show up for game two, and there we go. That's what happened. That's exactly what it was. It's a trip. He's segueing like a mall cop is Peter Burns. You can get at him at Peter Burns ESPN. I'm at Randy Scott ESPN, two of the more unoriginal handles, but that's totally fine. Join the conversation. The CC call in line, 1-888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And Peter sort of chummed the waters there as we transition to what we saw and, frankly, what we didn't see, you know, certainly from one of the bigger stars in this star-studded matchup in the Western Conference semis, uh, Lakers and Warriors, Game 2 in San Francisco. And if you have someone, you know, from that area in your life, call it San Fran, you know, call it Frisco. They love it. They don't. <laughs> they don't. They hate it. And they'll let you know. But Anthony Davis, how much blame does he get for this Lakers loss? Because he continues to be a statistical EKG machine for the Lakers. It is up, down, drastic swings. He's a cryptocurrency of a stat line. Uh, 11 points last night, 5 of 11 shooting after going for 30 on 11 for 19 shooting in the opener. So, Peter, before before you and I assess, yes. let's let him assess because this boggled my mind. This is his explanation for last night. I took all the same shots I took in game one. Uh, you know, just missed them. Um, elbow jumpers, uh, pocket passes to the floater, same exact looks. Uh, didn't shoot no shot that I didn't shoot in. Game one, uh, just missed them. Um, that's all. Okay. Where, where's where's the lie though? Well, I mean, where where, where is the lie? Because we, this is what we do, right? As soon as we have one person that has one bad game, especially when it's a, a Laker, especially when it's a star like Anthony Davis, what's going to be it? I could have written exactly what Stephen A. was going to say. I could have written exactly what the headlines were going to be. It had nothing to do with how good Clay Thompson was, right? It had nothing to do with Steph Curry doing his best LeBron James impersonation of years prior, saying, hey, I don't need to be the scorer tonight. I'm going to be the facilitator. And, oh, by the way, you scored a bunch as well, too. 
But what do we do? We jump to Anthony Davis. What's wrong with him? Guess what? Anthony Davis has told you. Ready? There was nothing wrong. Some nights are good. the shots are going to go in. Some nights they're not. It ain't the end of the world. The Lakers are still in the series, and yet we were to, we're going to deconstruct this as if my man has never played the game of basketball <laughs> on a professional level. It, it's 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 amazing. We, we have to be careful with the blame and the credit ratio here, right? I'm not trying to make this into CNBC radio, but we do have to be careful with the credit because if you want to say, all right, listen, if AD took the shots, didn't make the shots, mm. you got to give credit to the defense of the Warriors. There was a lineup change. Okay, Jamichael Green gets the start. Von Looney yep. or Kev, uh, was was you know sick. It was an illness for him, which I would have loved to have known as I handed out the play of the day. You know, at the end of the show, <laughs> they they made that announcement a half hour before tip. So a guy who's been a rebound machine and trying to get in the way of Anthony Davis is out of the lineup, and they ran. Wait, wait, wait. Would that have would that have changed things for you? Like would that I, I, yeah, literally okay. like the play of the day yesterday would have been different had you known that yeah. Luke was not going to play the rebound really? the rebound prop that I chose is part of a parlay which you're like okay that's your first problem suckers bet like what sort of Alabama baseball coach are you making these yeah. bets sorry wait are we not making a, we're not making those jokes my but fault too soon my fault Hashtag too soon just show me the line baby show me the line and I won't cross it but I picked him. His rebound prop, I went over. His rebound prop was like 12 and a half. It's a guy who's been dropping multiple 20 rebound games. So I thought, mm. all right, that's that's perfect. And somebody knew something, and perhaps that's why the line was so low. But I want to give a little bit of credit to Draymond Green. Uh, maybe not as much credit as he would give himself. But he held Anthony Davis to one of five shooting when he was contesting a shot in game two. Really helped take the air out of his sails in the first half. Yeah. You 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 made a a great point, Peter. When you say like, okay, one bad game. The problem is this has been the entirety of the postseason so far. You go back to the first game of the Memphis series where he dropped in the twenties. Otherwise, it's been over thirty. It's been thirty and above, or like or eighteen 20. and below. Eighteen and below. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's been he's been wildly inconsistent. So you you want to you want to tee up Stephen A. or do you well, want to assess? AD but but here's the thing. Here's the thing of beauty because I, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm I'm disgusted in myself about like how negative we are, right? Because then I'm start. I'm trying to be a positive person, right? I try to have a little bit more bluey in my life to where it's like, all right, things are going to go great. You know, a little more cocoa melon lifestyle now that I've got two kids under six. Um, and I sit there and I go, all right. So while everybody's going to rip Anthony Davis, where are the positive aspects of it? I was like, why are we not talking about Steve Kerr making these adjustments? That was fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. And Jermichael Green going in there, that was a difference, just the way that they kind of blitzed them. And then I heard something this morning that made me reevaluate everything in my life. It was this on first take from Stephen A. Smith. Enough's enough. You can't sit up there and play like that. This is not about the Lakers losing game two. This is about his performance, which was, I mean, a flagrant dereliction of duty. This brother didn't show up at all. And he left Anthony, he left LeBron James hanging. You're the Los Angeles Lakers. You Laker Nation. You want to win this series. You got to call this brother out because he's too great. Anthony Davis, you are too great. In your sleep, you can score 11 points. In your sleep, that's how great you are. We know how great you are. There's only two reasons that Anthony Davis doesn't play the way he's supposed to play. He's hurt and unavailable, or he's disinterested. Last night, he looked disinterested. He looked apathetic. He looked indifferent. For all of you out there, look the damn definition of the word up. Wendy, Molly, and Pent, and KP knows it. It was an atrocious performance. You left LeBron 
James hanging. And if you are the Laker Nation, you got to call them out. You got to make sure they understand when the purple and gold comes with a different responsibility. You can't show up like that. You do that again, we're going to be all up in you. I, I got to take issue there because, and listen, Stephen A is, is a machine. He's a force of nature. It's dangerous to try to imply. It's just it's dangerous to try to imply indifference. You know, I mean that's that's where you're getting into someone's someone's motivation, someone's love of the game, someone's heart. I don't question that from Anthony Davis. Why does it have to be an entirely AD issue and not to your point Peter about the adjustments that Golden State made? Well, but that's that I mean that's the media animal that we live in, right? And again, I, I mean literally, I I was firm in my belief that it wasn't Anthony Davis and then I listened to that from Stephen A and by the, like 3 quarters of the way, no matter I've heard of it 5 times, I'm like you're right, Stephen A. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah you're yeah. right. Like I'm, I'm buying it at that point. But then you get back into reality, and when you're playing, you got to play in a playing game. You have a, a tough first round series. You're sitting there. You've already stole one, one on the road, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be this natural little bit of a letdown. And 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 if you think and Anthony Davis is that guy. That, hey, he's going to bring it like LeBron. He's going to bring it like Steph every night. He's not. That's more of a you issue as a fan. If, you, if that's what you've come to expect, Anthony Davis is a Robin. There's no doubt about it that Anthony Davis is a Robin. And this is a series that's built on Robins. It's Clay Thompson versus Anthony Davis. Hmm. And who showed up yesterday? Which Robin showed up better to the Batman? It was Clay Thompson. It's just that simple to me. I don't think it's a situation where I ever looked, and I, you watched the game. Did, you, sure, did we ever sure. look at, at Anthony Davis last night going, man, his head's just not into it. Uh, he's just he's checked out. No, I saw the same Anthony Davis. The problem was he was playing against better defense. He was playing against a better scheme. Coaching yes. matters. And by the way, you're going to have off nights, and that's what that was. I still think the Warriors are a better overall team. I still don't think it matters because the Denver Nuggets are going to end up winning it all this year. Mm-hmm. However, I still think that you'll see better from Anthony Davis, but not because people are calling him out, just because he's a he's a damn good Robin in the NBA. Yeah, the shots were not falling. It's Peter Burns, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. I also think AD is the kind of player where he needs to see a few go in in order for him to continue to put those shots up. Like It's a noticeable difference on a night where mm-hmm. LeBron James only has two points in the second half. Yeah, LeBron went for 21 in the first, but had two the rest of the way. And so when you don't see your shot fall, you're not going to get to 19 field goal attempts. You're just but, not. But that's also the brilliance of LeBron too of knowing who his teammates are and I think he's as good as anybody in really maybe the history of the NBA mm-hmm. of understanding what the team needs from him that night and I don't know if it's a look in Anthony Davis's eye if it's something beforehand there was a concerted effort from LeBron to take over early in that game mm-hmm. and it worked but then guess what coaching matters and you saw some of the adjustments that Steve Kerr made, and they blitzed them. And at the end of the day, man, it is a whole hell of a lot tougher whenever you're playing and you've been up against the wall for two months to be good to even get to this point. At some point, you're tired, and I think that's what the Warriors took advantage of last night. NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night as the Lakers host the Warriors, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Breaking news, the Milwaukee Bucks have dismissed coach Mike Budenholzer after the East's top seed suffered a first-round loss to the Miami Heat. This is an organization now ready to hit the reset button. They are in the middle of a championship window with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Actually, I'm not surprised. Why don't we just do this? He and Nick Nurse from the Raptors switched jobs, right? The Raptors already let him go. He won a championship as well. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that takes place. 
<laughs> Keeping the Beyonce going on this pre-end edition of Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Pre-end vibes, man. Friday, vibes day, fribes day, yes. Peter Burns, Randy Scott. Uh, at this point yesterday, we were in the... Uh, I don't know, final hours of our pre-Woj bomb existence before he dropped the news that the Bucks had fired Mike Budenholzer after a first-round exit for a one seed in the Eastern Conference. I mean, have you ever wondered how much the regular season truly mattered to both the NBA players and front offices? I mean, winning 58 games was not enough to keep Mike Budenholzer in Milwaukee. Neither We're going to pay you $16 million. 16, $16 million. Now, of course, there'll be a negotiated buyout, but they're going to pay the man $16 million yep. after losing in that first round because it ain't good enough. And if it ain't good enough for Bud or ain't good enough for the Bucks. Yeah. Who who leads that team? Randy? That's that's just you know, and I saw you know Jen Latta, our, our our colleague here at ESPN, and and she has a radio show there uh, in Milwaukee, and she's started the conversation, or at least I want to give her credit for being the first person I saw, you know, to put out Becky Hammond's name. Uh, Becky Hammond is going to be a head coach at the NBA level. I don't know that it's fair to Becky Hammond though to throw her into a situation where fifty eight wins is not enough to keep your job because fifty eight win seasons are rare, especially in an increasingly uh, evenly matched and competitively balanced uh, mm-hmm. Eastern Conference. So I don't know that Hammond is barring some sort of you know personal or I guess like you know coaching relationship with Giannis. Like Giannis's fingerprints are going to be all over this hire, and I think he would want someone, or at least has made it clear that. Maybe he didn't drive this firing with Coach Bud, but it stands to reason that he was given the chance to gladiator thumbs up or thumbs down this thing. I'm glad you said that because when you start talking about Giannis making the hire, how often have we gotten into, whether it be the NFL, but it's mostly the NBA, of rock stars, of, uh, uh, of these superstars getting their coach fired? There's no way. Are you? Can you believe in a world in which the Bucks organization said, "You know what? I think we're going to fire Coach Bud," and they didn't run it by Giannis? Oh, I mean, we're, we're not talking no. about the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers and what they would do to him in every single draft. I mean, we're talking about a guy that has done everything for for the city for that franchise. They they didn't hit him up, and he didn't give that gladiator thumbs up. That that to me changes a whole lot of the dynamics about what's going to go with Milwaukee and possibly his future in that city, Randy. And that's just it. He has the option this summer to extend his contract. Otherwise, there are two guaranteed seasons left. And we use, you know, it's bad radio and it's bad visuals, but you use air quotes on the radio to say guaranteed because you and I both know the contract (laughs) is only as good as the happiness level of the star who holds it. Yeah. Like, I, I, wasn't it? Was it Kevin Durant that literally asked for a no trade, or I mean, for a trade while he was actually negotiating his new contract? It, it might have been like it was like five minutes afterwards, right? Like the word contract means nothing to me in yeah. the NBA any longer, right? And that's that's an Adam Silver issue that he has to deal with. But I always felt like I wasn't going to get this quote unquote, uh, this air quote BS or anything from a Giannis. But but how is it not like how does it not kind of spin forward of where Giannis wants to be? In two or three years from now. And to that point, Brian Windhorst, and pay attention to Brian. I mean, you talk about body language as well. Like We're all very well familiar with him sort of pointing in different directions with his fingers and say, well, now why is that? Uh, so he's become a meme and a gif and all that uh, <laughs> with with regard to free agency and coaching moves and draft picks and all that stuff. Here is, is Wendy on first take. And listen to what he says about exactly where Giannis might want to be. Is Giannis going to extend? I don't know. And that uncertainty is what the league is watching right now. The New York Knicks, for example, they got 97% of their attention on the Miami Heat. 
3% of their attention on Milwaukee. What's going on over there? What's going on over there? That's, I mean, you, when, when Wendy gets slightly playful and when he knows he has a room in the palm of his hand, it is just, it's entertaining radio, let alone a visual. And that's oh, a it tremendous makes me want to throw point. up in my mouth. It, Are, you really makes me, it, Are you a Bucks fan? Are you a Bucks fan? No, but you know what I am? I'm, I'm a non-fan. I'm anti-super team. And I think I feel like part of it, like I've hmm. always tried to fight for the small market teams with stars, right? I, I, I grew up in San Antonio, and I love watching Duncan and Popovich and all that that role. I love watching the Warriors before they added KD, right? To these homegrown teams, and I felt like that was the way with the Milwaukee Bucks. And guess what? In a weird way, Randy, yeah, I found myself, and I never thought I'd say these words, much less on national ESPN radio, that I found myself being a Knicks fan. I found myself Ooh. liking Jalen. I like my like Randall. All of a sudden, RJ, I'm like, you know what? This doesn't feel like we were talked about. Is LeBron going to New York? And it is Kevin. It, like all these big type superstar names. I I felt like this is a team that I I kind of like. Like it feels weird to like a Knicks team if you're not from 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 New York. I mean, Shannon. Talk to me. You're the you're the <laughs> resident Knicks fan here. I like, want to poke this, holes in it, but Shannon, oh. you go first. You go first. Whatever it takes. <laughs> oh, whatever, you, whomever, whenever, wherever. I help you pack. I appreciate what you've done, but if it means a chance to land a guy like Giannis, you take it every day and twice. So you're telling Sunday. Jalen Brunson he's done? He's no, 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 out. But no, leave, no, no. Leave. Every, oh, oh, everybody. Oh, oh, you just said whatever it takes. You just said whatever it takes. Randy, did you not hear I heard whatever it. it takes? I did. I did hear whatever it takes. I don't okay. remember that. But I also everybody but Jalen. But I also mm-hmm. heard Peter say, "I love these homegrown teams," and he lists Randall and he lists Jalen, <laughs> and those are two guys who came that were up. additions. Yeah, I know. I get it. Came up but, with different organizations exactly but you're right it's not the mega splash you know max contract for another team superstar a global that's what i'm that's what i'm saying because i feel and that's what's part of the lakers got into this situation right the lakers had to make all these trades over the deadline for what reason because that they went double max and when every time you go double max what else do you have to do randy yeah you you, you sacrifice some talent and i sit there and i go all right are the knicks close enough to winning something like that maybe they're not and, and maybe, Giannis, what else would you owe to that city? You brought home a championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron had to finally go back to Cleveland to make it right. And maybe I'm looking at it as, as a different. Uh, maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe, <laughs> no, I think that's no. maybe what it is. I'll tell you I, what, what, what doesn't lend oneself to locking down your superstar and your superstar having confidence in the direction of your franchise is firing your coach. Right before the summer, right before the summer, where you have an opportunity to extend your contract. Speaking mm. of contracts, we'll get into the NFL side of things. Peter Burns, Randy Scott, and for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, what does Lamar Jackson? What are these contracts for Lamar and Jalen Hurts? What do those new deals mean for Dak Prescott? Yes, Dak is on contract watch again. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. There it is. Oh, that's the best parent in the show. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM80. <laughs> oh, however you found us on this Friday, we're going to wait for it. Oh, Blue, so there good. you go. We're so glad you did. On what felt like the 75th day of March, considering how much rain we've had, it's finally sunny here in Bristol, Peter. I hope it's sunny down Carolina way. That's Peter Burns down in Charlotte. I'm Randy Scott. We're in for the guys on Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can join the conversation. CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's a, it, you know, it, anywhere you want to take this thing Friday, it's choose your own adventure Friday. Who's the best TV parent of all time? Who's the most overrated TV parent of all time? The mom on Bluey, maybe? I don't know. But we're going to get into it. It's Jeremy Fowler, our ESPN Total. senior NFL reporter, who is with us. Uh, Fowler, you're a parent. Are you guys a Bluey household? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. We're, we're a Blippy household. My son likes Blippy, my five-year-old. Ooh. But that's, no, Bluey, I don't think so. Are familiar. we talking OG Blippy or New School Blippy? Because there's been a change over the last couple of years. Like, OG Blippy, I think, got so big that he now just farms out his stuff. So where are we at on the on the Blippy truthism? No, the, yeah, the old school ones. Like, okay. you know, if he's at a, par- a random park, like back in the day. Yeah, stuff like that. A purist, I get it. A, a, a blippy purist. Yeah, I, I watch it on my own. That's you know, like, good. Even without the kids, I'll just sit there and watch it. Just get, wait till okay. they get to the YouTube ages, man, where they're just like, "Oh, I watched Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast had a million bouncy balls, and he snuck it into his roommate's, you know, apartment <laughs> or whatever." You're like, "Oh my god!" All right, so Fowler, let's dive into the NFL. I feel like we just talked about a Dak Prescott contract with the Cowboys. I feel like that saga, that focus, that microscope just left our lives, and now here we are. I look up, you're on. This just in with Max Kellerman, and you're talking about uh, likelihood of Dak's contract. Where do things stand between the quarterback and the Cowboys right now? Yeah, so I think on the show they wanted to hit on that because Dak, I believe, had told an outlet, maybe the Athletic, that uh, you know he trusts his agents to work all that out. Well, and I checked in on it. There's really been no meaningful talks on Dak's deal. All that's really known is that the Cowboys have interest in, in extending him again, uh, whether that's three months from now or 12 months from now. Still far too early to tell, but the rationale for the Cowboys would be you could spread that salary cap out, cap hit out since he has just two years left 
on his contract, try to get ahead of that obscene money, ever-growing money, a little bit early uh, and make it more more, pal- uh, more palpable for the team to figure it all out. But Dak Prescott last time didn't just take the first deal that they threw at him. He waited, got to the franchise tag, and then he ended up doing really well for himself. So he could bet on himself and not take the first deal they throw, and then next thing you know, he's playing on a contract year. So a lot of different ways this could go. But there is going to be some mutual interest in trying to work something out eventually. All right, the three biggest storylines coming in, Fowler, that you've been on and you've been crushing all year long was, one, Baltimore Ravens, what they were going to do with Lamar Jackson, the contract, that's done. Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, that got done. And what the Texans were going to do in the draft. They didn't grab one, they grabbed two top three picks. So, ultimately, if you're saying that there's going to be one that in three years from now we're going to look at going, holy hell, that was smart, which one of those three teams, Texans, Ravens, or Jets, made that choice? (laughs) Wow, that's a tough one. So I, I'm going to go Texans. That was the most unpredictable storyline of the three because when you were talking to teams leading up to the draft, they're like, yeah, I think the Texans want to go defense at number two overall. Well, they kind of did because Will Anderson was their guy, but they went ahead and got the quarterback first so that they could try to create some leverage to Arizona and neutralize their ability to trade with another team that needs a quarterback. So it was an interesting strategy, but I, I, I am a believer in Stroud. And I'm a believer in Will Anderson, and I think they're going to be better. I think in two years that team's going to be pretty good. D'Amico Ryan's the guy I believe in, so I would start there. You know, the Jets. I, I, I don't. There's so much hype right now, and I get it. They're a young, hungry team, and you bring in Aaron Rodgers as the missing piece. I just I see them more as a fringe playoff team right now. I just I don't think it's Super Bowl Jets. Like I'm not on that bandwagon yet. And mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I, I'm still shocked that this got done. I really am. They were really far apart. He requested the trade. He's missed the last two years late in the year. There was some drama there between the player and the team late in the season that nobody wants to talk about. Like, it got interesting there. I'm, I'm shocked this is where they are, but I think it's best for both parties. It's just I, I'm not convinced it's going to work out. So I'm going to go Texans. That, that'll be my, my number one. With that being said, going back to the Lamar thing, he said earlier this, uh, what, it was this week, right, that he said that he wants to throw for 6,000 yards. And you're talking about Lamar and what ultimately he's going to end up doing. Now, that sounds just absolutely uh, astronomical, but what is that ceiling? I mean, you know, and and for Lamar, now that you've gotten paid, it it always kind of felt like Lamar was trying to prove himself as a pocket passer. Do you take that kind of idea away a little bit and go, Lamar, do your thing. You just got $185 million. You basically got a fat guaranteed contract, uh, albeit it wasn't all 100%. Will we see a different Lamar Jackson, the way that the Ravens tried to use him and how he wants to be used, you think? Well, I think he will be used differently because of the offensive coordinator, A, and the new weapons they have, B, with, with Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, uh, Nelson Aguilar. That's along with Rashad Bateman, former first-round pick who's talented. He's just been injured. Uh, Devin Duvernay's still a weapon. So they're pretty loaded now, like on offense. And, and Todd Munkin likes to throw the ball. He'll balance it out with the run, but you know, make no mistake, this is not a Greg Roman offense anymore. Um, you know, I, I always kind of wondered, like, are they, were the Ravens running a tight end and running back heavy offense because they didn't think Lamar could handle more? Mm. Or is that just because he was such a good runner that they wanted to accentuate that? I think now we're going to really find out what the ceiling is, if he can stay healthy. That's a big if. Um, but it's, I, I don't know if it, he's going to change as much as the team is going to change around him because they know he needs to evolve. Uh, that's pretty obvious, and we're going to see if he can be accurate in an offense like that. You know, I, I, he's made a lot of strides in that area, 
Uh, but there's still some questions there. Fowler, one more thing before we get you out. The Ravens fans were uh, all but uh, but buying DeAndre Hopkins jerseys on draft night. They swore that deal was going to get done. Arizona seems to have walked back some of their trade interest in moving him. What are you hearing about where DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Hopkins could play next season? Well, if I had to peg a team right now, at least one that I'm still watching is Buffalo. I just think that they're, they might not be done. It's something there might not be dead. I don't, I don't necessarily think Buffalo has aggressively pursued it, but they've been lingering, right? This, it was the Chiefs and the Bills. Well, the Chiefs went and got a second-round receiver. That doesn't necessarily preclude them from making another move. But when I checked on that, I just didn't sense any momentum with the Chiefs uh, and Hopkins. So part of the issue is that you get the $19 million salary. The uh, new team would need Arizona to cover a good portion of that. Arizona hasn't wanted to do that, plus – Hopkins has kind of been in between agents, really his own agent for a while. So is he on the same page with the Cardinals? Like these are all questions to sort out. That's why it's been hard to to figure out a trade. Um, I, I still have a hard time believing Arizona keeps him with the, mm-hmm. the situation that their roster is in, maybe the worst roster in the league. It just doesn't make sense to keep DeAndre Hopkins unless you just want a star player in the stadium to, to help with ticket sales. It just doesn't make a lot of sense based on where they are. So Buffalo's a team I'm still watching. You know, if they can find the right compensation, could get involved. All right, he is our ESPN senior NFL reporter. That's Jeremy Fowler stopping by on Canty and Carlin. Appreciate you, bud. Thanks, J-Bone. Hey, thanks, Randy. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> get him out on the J-Bone. Peter Burns, Randy Scott continuing in for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The best and the worst TV parents. Eric in Norfolk has called into the CC call-in line. Eric, hang tight. We're going to get to you. Call in. Join the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Wide open Friday. The best and worst TV parents. Plus, does any event match its location more than the F1 in Miami? It's Peter and Randy. And for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Oh, man, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We know it's J. Cole. 
You Rest know, in peace, Uncle Phil. Uh, come is that on. what you were looking for That's right there? A little Dreamville, for. J. Cole? Come on, Randy. That's not part of your, uh, your, your... I was waiting for it. He can do okay. it better than, better than we can. He's Peter Burns. I'm Randy Scott. We're in for the guys. Uh, the conversation on the CC call-in line centers around the best and the worst TV parents, and that's how Uncle Phil uh, joins joins the collective consciousness. 888-SAY-ESPN is a phone number, 888-729-3776. Eric in Norfolk has been patiently waiting for a, take to, for a take to blow on. Let's go, Eric in Norfolk. You're on ESPN Radio. Yo, what's up, man? What up, Eric? Hey, it's like this. It's like this. If you really sit back and think about it, James Evans from Good Time was the best TV father, oh. and Bill Cosby was the worst. And the reason why I say that is, James ain't taking nothing off of nobody, not his kids or nobody else. He stood for what was right, even when it was gonna hurt him. Plus, that's the type of father he might be up with. That dog old hustle mess, y'all, bro. That that I ain't never seen nothing like that till I got my surgery. And even then, them people won't live like that. I uh, appreciate you, Eric. So you could, Eric was outside. He might have been working. But I understood what he said about about James from Good Times. and I, The death episode for James still hits. I mean, that's exactly Florida. Florida just damn, damn dead. Like, that is that is real. It was so convincing as a kid. I thought mm. the actor had died. Like, when I see him <laughs> in other things later, I'm like, wait a minute. That's... You know, hold on. Wait, he died. No, he died in, you know, like that. It, that resonated as much for me. Uh, Peter, you got one? Best well, or worst? Well, I want to go back to the Uncle Phil thing. Because mm-hmm. I, I, was Uncle Phil a great parent or like a great role model? So Uncle Phil got the Fresh Prince to move, right? Mm-hmm. right. Like it would go into Bel Air. So he opened his house. But I got to be honest with you. His two kids were a little <laughs> bit kind of spoiled brats oh, yeah. to a certain extent. So I'm like, I feel like Uncle Phil was better as an uncle than he was an actual dad. And Hot I, take. Okay, so we're saying that the two kids were spoiled. Ashley was a little more grounded, but that was Will's influence, right? Like Will got there when she was a, a young girl, and they mm. sort of vibed, like they bonded. And, and his his fingerprints are all over her. Hillary's spoiled, spoiled. Carlton's spoiled and judgy. Like Carlton's problematic, spoiled. So I get it. But the argument, Shannon, because I said, hey, maybe Uncle Phil's just a pantheon level uncle. Right, mm. like he's up there with uh, best TV dads ever. You, a TV not only dad t- not only took on in his took in his nephew, yeah, but he provided a great foundation for his family. Yes, they were spoiled, but mm-hmm. he wanted to give his kids all things that he didn't have growing up. So that's what strived him to become one of the best lawyers and then judges in the greater Los Angeles County area. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's tremendous. I love that he's giving a little plot point as well. All right, I've got my I've got a I've got a you know best and, and worst of my own. But let's get to Josh in South Dakota on the CC call in line. We're talking best and worst TV parents on this on this. Wide open Friday. Josh, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, uh, uh, let's go marry with children, man. Uh, Bundy, didn't that guy play in the NFL or something like that? <laughs> but I mean, come on, man. Like, uh, like uh, Christine, uh, the, uh, whatever her name was, the hot chick. Uh, and then uh, yeah. the kid and the wife that had the nasal thing. And, man, he was best. He'd sit on the couch, put his hands in his pants, just be like, harumph. Leave me alone, man. I sell shoes. I want to die you know first, Peg. Yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Go ahead, all, Peter. All, all joking aside, and I don't know how to wait to segue this and go full mall, Paul Blart Mall Cop here on it. But mm-hmm. I'm like, don't we need to have one of those moments 
with LeBron this week? Because I, f- I feel like LeBron, LeBron's the dad of the Lakers. And like I feel like Anthony Davis is still the son, right? Like I feel like there needs to be this moment. Like we, oh, we heard man. Stephen A. just like completely rip him and say Anthony Davis didn't show up. Like what is that dynamic like you think on that team? Like are they are they peers? Because I, I don't know if anybody's truly a peer. Like LeBron's the no. dad. He's a dad of the NBA. Le, le, of the that dad of the NBA is a great way to put it. He really is peerless. He really is peerless at this point, year twenty, back in the postseason, willing a team that was in the play-in tournament mm-hmm. now to really having a chance to knock off the defending champs in the semifinals. Which TV dad is LeBron? That's a that's a tremendous question. But, I, because but I, because I mean, all serious, like. Like we talked about Batman and Robin, like if you're talking about a dad, like the dad is the leader, right? The dad's going to set the foundation as far as as some household, and sometimes it's 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 the mom. Definitely in my household, it's my mom. It, it, it's you know my wife yeah, that sets yeah. the foundation for sure. But like, but I'm so curious about you know the 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 relationship dynamic of of this Lakers squad that was a mess early earlier in the year to deal with. They finally you know shuttle in a bunch of people at the trade deadline and and yet now it's starting to work they're playing really well like what's that conversation Randy you, you what is that conversation like with LeBron and AD does LeBron address that with them or, or is it like unsaid that AD knows that th- Anthony Davis knows that he didn't show up in game two I, I think it's unsaid I really do I don't think that Anthony Davis you know sinks to the level of you know young uh, inexperienced in the postseason level, you know, needs his head uh, put on straight, needs his ego boosted, or need his needs his ego in check. You know, mm. D'Angelo Russell might fall into that barrel, maybe, but not Anthony Davis. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a title in Los Angeles without Anthony Davis, the most recent one. So I, I, I think he's earned that with LeBron. He's been through the fire with him. Am I crazy in saying that in terms of TV dads, there's an element of Tony Soprano with LeBron? Mm. Like, okay, hey, I want you on this team. I need you on this team, Russ Westbrook, and now I'm sorry you're whacked. Like, you're gone. That you'll get out? Yeah, we're going to write you out of the episode? You were family until you weren't, you know? Like, Chris Moltisanti, RIP, like you're gone. I could see LeBron in a robe early in the morning picking up the newspaper. For sure. I could could see that. Yeah, he smoked a cigar now and again after winning a title. Like, he's got the rings and the hardware to prove it. Like, I just feel like LeBron at this stage of his career is still capable of being that... Kobe level killer on the court. Does he call the shots? Absolutely, he calls the shots. Yeah, absolutely. He is he is the leader of the Lakers mafia, right? The leader of the uh, leader of the of the Lakers like family, right? It's family until you go against the family. James St. Patrick of the Lakers. James St. Patrick. Now we're getting layered, and I'm here for it. I gotta Google. I gotta Google that. All right, who needs the game three win more as we go back to the East? Celts or Sixers? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.